At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Thriller in Tennessee last night between the Bills and the Titans. At the end of the day, fourth and one, Doug McDermott decides to go for it. He has one timeout left, a little over 30, or about 30 seconds. Could have kicked the field goal, probably sent the game to overtime. Did you agree with the decision? I, I did not, but I'm sure all the analytics uh, people will say, no, it was the right decision. It's not the right decision. You tie the game. Chances are, if you win the coin toss, you're going to go right down the field and score a touchdown. There was really not much hope you felt like if you were Tennessee, you were going to be able to stop Buffalo from getting in the end zone, even when they got the ball with three minutes to go. When Henry scored, I get a text message. Somebody goes, oh, he should have probably gone down. He goes, I know I can't. he can't because obviously you want to be able to score, but you just felt like, okay, they're going to get right down the field to get in field goal range. The question was, were they going to get a touchdown? If you were looking at the end game there, when Henry scored, it became a pick, right? It so I mean, that, that, that tells you all you need to know about that. The analytics and, and these formulas and all this models say that by going for it, he had a 21% more percent chance of winning the game than if he had kicked the field goal. I think that ignores some factors. I think the fact that they'd struggled in the red zone get ignored by that. I think the fact that if you run and just get it, you only have one timeout left yeah. to begin with, right? It's not like you have four plays exactly. to the end zone. Um, and I think that you want to take the better team to overtime. You're the better team than Tennessee. Don't you want to take your better team? It's not like they're a huge underdog. and They want to try to win it now because they don't want to play overtime. Listen, if you have Buffalo, and I think the line was six, you felt pretty good if they kicked the field goal. You've got a strong mm-hmm. possibility of getting a push, that they were going to go right down the field yep. and get a touchdown, assuming they won the toss. And even if they didn't, you thought maybe we hit a big play and we win the game on a touchdown. I have pl- minus five and a half. I was praying for the field goal. Yeah, I, of course. I, I thought I was very live in overtime to win by the touchdown. He says the worst play in football is third down where you get close on fourth down. Well, he's right. We <laughs> saw it in the Bengals game against the uh, Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville, that happened to them. We saw it last night there. By the way, I thought live action Josh Allen had the first down. I, I don't know, but I thought Josh Allen was probably the reason they didn't win the game. I thought he was very inaccurate compared to what he's been in recent years. There were just some balls that weren't close. It didn't seem like it was coming off his hand right all night. Well, look, this team is still very good, but I know we're going to get into it in the three up and three down. I'm going to tell you, Mike, that was a huge, huge decision to not take the three there because it could have an impact throughout the rest of the season. Think about this real quickly. Buffalo just went from the first seed in the AFC to the fourth seed. I understand we're only through six weeks, but when you start looking at opponents and the losses and which is in conference and which are out of conference, that's going to have an impact on the line. And having everyone to go to Buffalo, whether it be the Chargers, the Ravens, or anyone else, uh, you wouldn't feel comfortable about that. Which team did you think had the worst night in the league last night? Which NFL team? 
There were only I think two it was teams. the Indianapolis Colts had a bad night. That Tennessee gets that oh, game. Ten, yeah. Well, that division was over. You think? You didn't think there was a shot at uh, Indianapolis could be competitive? Well, I don't believe they're going to get to play Houston every week. No. It'll be interesting on Sunday night. They'll be in San Francisco. They didn't flex out of this game. I'm surprised NBC didn't. I, I think it's too early to flex. No, you're allowed to flex starting this week, but they didn't because traditionally they don't this early in the year. You could do but, it in week seven? Yes. Well, that's a hell of a contract. How much is NBC but, paying? But, I, but, but I, might, I might have taken the flex on this game. Okay. Uh, on Tuesdays, we do a game like you, you, you uh, foreshadowed here. Three up and three down where we list three teams that we increased their power rankings over the course of the year, uh, over the course of the weekend. And three teams we decreased them. I want to start with your three up. Uh, Arizona, obviously 6-0. Great win against the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't just about the win. I thought they were impressive in the form and fashion in which they did it. Pretty dominant. Defense made some plays there. So Arizona is one of those teams. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'll tell you what. I thought that win against the Colts was going to be big time for them going into that Chargers matchup. They didn't disappoint. Take care of business against uh, the L.A. Chargers. And then the Dallas Cowboys. I think this team right now sitting at 5-1 and one is one that I didn't think they were going to be this good simply because of the lack of defense. Uh, they have delivered when they've needed to, and Trayvon Diggs right now has to be the early favorite for NFL Defensive Play of the Year. I'm just a little bit concerned that because he's got all these interceptions, people are going to stay away from him, and it impacts him at the end of the year in terms of winning that award. But he's been tremendous, and so is this Dallas Cowboys team. Okay, I'll concur with you on the Cardinals and the Ravens. Uh, great win for the Cardinals. They scored on every time they touched the ball in the first half in that wow. game. I know they had two short fields off turnovers, but they also had two long touchdown drives. Um, Ravens defense, very impressive. That's really the first team that held the Chargers down. Remember in the Cowboy game, the Chargers and Cowboys both moved up and down the field, but field goals, penalties. This was a case where the Chargers really couldn't get anything going. Don Martindale said, you're going to need 12 play drives to beat me. You're not beating me over the top. And the Chargers couldn't sustain the drives. Uh, I didn't put the Cowboys for the fact that they give up a 75-yard touchdown pass with two minutes to go when you're up by when you're up by five points. I think that's inexcusable. You know, Mac Jones right off the pick six comes back with a 75-yard touchdown. Um, so I didn't upgrade the Cowboys. The team I upgraded was the Packers. Wait, hold on a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're you're downgrading the Dallas Cowboys because they I gave up downgrade. one play. I said I did not put them as a top three upgrade. I get that, but you want to give this team credit because. The Bears, who run some of the worst offensive plays in football, you want to give them credit because Aaron Rodgers, we already know he owns the Milwaukee Bucks, and now he owns the Chicago Bears? He's found a way around the taunting rule. He taunts the fans. <laughs> That's great. L- look, I mean, Chicago's a tough place to go in there and move the ball. We saw the Bengals go in there, and they were absolutely horrible for three and a half quarters. Fields came in and kind of rescued him with a couple of interceptions, but that's not an easy place to play. And the Packers, you know, are doing it with defense. They're running the football. I, I agree with Michael Lombardi. They're one of the five best teams in the NFC. Okay, Mike, first of all, I'm tired. Second of all, don't give me nonsensical arguments that the Bengals are now on par with the Green Bay Packers. You got anything else you want to compare? Listen, the, the Bengals are probably going to be a playoff team. Joe Burrow is an excellent quarterback. He's got some weapons. I think they're the, and they did nothing. They sacked him nine times. They were inept, the Bengals' offense in there. We've seen teams go into Chicago. The Rams have gone into Chicago. They can't move the ball. Brady lost in Chicago on a Thursday night last year. The Green Bay Packers got the job done and covered the five. Hold hold on. (laughs) Unlike they wouldn't give Justin Fields a timeout, I'm going to call a timeout here. First of all, uh, nine times in Chicago makes sense there, Ferris. And that was with Jared Goff under center. There's a reason why uh, they couldn't move the ball. If anybody watched that Lions game, God bless you. God, Jared Goff is awful. Talk about stealing for a living. You know, you usually require a gun and a ski mask to get that type of money, but this guy seems to be able to do it every week. I Look, I think the Packers are right there. When you look at the NFC, there are five teams at this point in time you have to consider. Real quickly, before we move on, rank the teams one through five. In the NFC? Yeah. I have to put the Cardinals one. Fair enough. They're undefeated. Yes. I think, Best one of the season so far in in Los Angeles. I I think two and three is a real close between the Rams and the Buccaneers. I agree with you. And then I would put uh, the Packers and then the Cowboys. I have the same order. You yeah. Do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tough to it's tough to move the the if they would have had Antonio Brown in that game in Los Angeles that Tampa Bay would have I would have said yes the Rams are better but they didn't have him there you know and uh, so fully you play defense full, too fully well, but but fully healthy well their their defense is not great we know that. You know, they control the ball with Brady like he's always done. All right, let's move to the opposite side of the ledger. You're three down. Seattle Seahawks, uh, Geno Smith looking like, remember when he was at West Virginia and he started that season on fire in his senior year, I think, where he had like 21 touchdown passes, no picks. Thought this guy's going to win the Heisman. I was keeping track. I'm like, hey, Geno could be the first quarterback to never throw a pick in the season. 
Next thing you know, he goes into witness protection. And I'll tell you what, that fumble was catastrophic because if he holds on to the ball and they get one first down, they either wind up with an opportunity to win that football game or in a tie. Now you're going to have him under center for several weeks. It's going to be a real challenge for the Hawks there. Another team on the down, the Detroit Lions. You know, I got to give Dan Campbell's team credit. They have played hard and they have competed. This last game, that offense saw their quarterback, Jared Goff, just overthrowing Hawkinson on a, a quick, uh, I don't know if it was Hawkinson or it was, uh, who else it was on the uh, wheel route. It might have been a running back. Man, they realize we're not going to win with this guy. Let's just go ahead and get ready for draft position. So the Lions, I, I don't know how competitive they're going to be in so many more games moving forward. And then the Buffalo Bills. Mike, that loss last night. Okay, now the Ravens, top seed in the AFC. You've got uh, the Chargers are ahead of them. And, of course, the Tennessee Titans have the head-to-head victory. The Chargers' loss uh, has been, they, they've got two losses, and one of them came out of conference. The Cowboys. That makes a difference. Mm. When you look at this Buffalo team, both losses are in conference against Pittsburgh and now against Tennessee. I get it. It's a bit of an overreaction. We're only six weeks in. But I think it's important when you look at how competitive both of these leagues are at the top of the uh, conferences. Okay, I agreed with you on none of these. Where we agreed with two on the up. Here's my three down. I'm going to start with Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. God, are they bad. I thought this team had somewhat of a defense, but then they were, they were playing Division two teams, I guess, the first three weeks. I was a little bit scared because remember I went on that Broncos rant and they started 3-0, and and I thought there would be some people from the Mile High City coming at me. But give them credit. They know their football in the 303. They didn't reach out and sit there and uh, ambush me on Twitter yet. They realized they played the Giants, the Jaguars, and whatever other, uh, the Texans. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're nowhere to be found. Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. Oh, Jets. Close enough. Yeah, you said they were the worst team in the They would finish fourth in the AFC West, even behind the Raiders. Um, yeah, I, I'm disappointed here. Uh, I downgraded the Chargers. You know, I've had them very high, and, and they're – performance in Baltimore on Sunday left a lot to be desired to be. They can't stop the run. They just cannot stop the run. So, I mean, that was a bad matchup for them. You knew that there. Cleveland ran the ball at will on them, although they're a top rushing team as well. They can't stop the run. I don't think Lamar Jackson actually had that great of a game passing the football, yet they dominated this game. They just couldn't get anything going. Mike Williams was, what, he had two catches. Nobody had been able to shut down Mike Williams this year. And then at the goal line, he goes down like he got hit by sniper fire. Uh, real, real quick before you move on, don't you think, though, the running game or the run defense was against two really top three, top four run games in the NFL between the Browns and the Ravens? Yes, it was. And and they performed better against the Bears, but the Bears had no threat of throwing the football, right? I mean, these other two teams have a threat of throwing the football where the Bears did. And then my final team was uh, is, is the Browns. They, they just look undisciplined and sloppy and I cannot continue to rank them in the top five. Uh, when they're three and three, <laughs> I, I, I have to I have to lower them down. We appreciate you mercifully removing I think them. They're from the in top trouble five. now to win the division, which I thought they were going to win this division. Excuse me, Baltimore may win the division. May may. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're already two games back. The bigger listen. The bigger issue with the Browns right now is the injuries. They've got so many injuries across the board. We saw Baker in the sling. It goes beyond that. Nick Chubb now. Kareem Hunt's going to be out four to five weeks. The offensive line: Treader, Conklin, uh, Wills, all banged up defensively they've had injuries with Clowney and with Ward I mean just too many injuries in my opinion to overcome Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus is going to join the program in about 20 minutes next up we're going to play Would You Rather and more college football Wilder Wright At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime, so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and Amal's favorite citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21+. Learn more and find your local retailer at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shah Amal. Christmas Day again here in VEASAN World. The NBA starts tonight. How excited are you on a scale of 0 to 100? How excited are you for the NBA to return? You know, probably somewhere um, about negative seven. Yeah, I, that's that's high. That I would I'd have been high. wrong. I'd, 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 <laughs> you would have gone. I'd yeah. have been wrong there. The overcast. <laughs> uh, this, I, I, we do have some good drama though this year with Ben Simmons. Yeah, you you can talk about if, that if for you, a while. No, I just want to say one thing. If you're a Philadelphia ownership, you go down to Ben Simmons and say, "Here's the deal. We're not going to play you for the next four years. Just enjoy your DNPs every night. Okay, that's it. You'll collect your money." You've come back, and I'm glad they suspended him uh, for a game. But the reality of it is, you can't trade this guy. Everyone's like, trade him, trade him. You're not getting anything from him. You're going to get a bag of practice balls. Nobody wants this cancer who can't shoot the basketball. Is that hyperbole? No, that's I fact. Mean, no one will trade anything for him? Oh, they'll give you a bag of dirt? Would they give a draft pick? Who cares? The NBA, listen, you're not drafting a player that's Ben Simmons caliber. He's a top 10 talent. The question is, can he perform at so that level? So what would you do? You tried to work with him? Yes, absolutely. I say, here's the deal. You're going to be here for four years. We're not trading you. So either you figure out a way to compete and play at the level that we expected of a number one overall pick and three-time rookie of the year, or you just sit at home and you do nothing and you just collect your DNPs and you collect your check, but we're going to destroy your career. How do you think his 76ers teammates feel about him? Oh, they're not engaging with him. So that tells you everything. Look, I think this relationship can be salvaged. I just don't think he's willing to acquiesce enough to uh, change the situation. All right, let's play the game. Would you rather? Would you rather have a ticket at minus 175? Both these tickets are minus 175. I tell you, Britain does a tremendous job on this. Bucks over 12 and a half wins or Cowboys over 11 and a half wins? Ooh, great question. I'm going to say Dallas over because of the division. Uh, they've, they've got to play the Giants still twice. They've, have they played? They haven't played Washington yet. No, and uh, they've only played, played Philly Philadelphia. Once. Yeah, I, I like Dallas here. I'm looking at potential another five wins there. And remember, Tampa Bay's playing a two schedule. Yes, right. Exactly. And, yeah, right. Okay, the 49ers to make the playoffs at plus one ten, or the Raiders to make the playoffs at plus one ten. Raiders health situation. Uh, AFC, excuse me, NFC West. You already have looks like two teams going to get there in front of you. That leaves one wild card slot. Now, when you look at the rest of the NFC, Mike, though, it's got to be fairly wide open. Minnesota's starting to make a pushback at three and three. The Browns to make the playoffs at minus 225 or the Bengals to miss the playoffs at minus 250? So, I, which one would I rather have? I'd yeah. rather have the Bengals to miss at plus 250. I disagree. I think the Bengals are making the playoffs. You know what? Who's, who's getting there? Patriots instead of them? No, real quick. Let's, let's just a, assume. Let's just assume that. Two teams from the West. 
Two teams from the West and two teams and two teams from the North. Correct. Okay. So who's the third team? Is it the Raiders? Is it the Bengals? Is it the Patriots? I'm just assuming other teams that'll be in the, or the Colts. I, I just don't think they're going to get three more wins. Yeah, I know. They, they get to play the Jaguars twice, yeah. and they get to play Houston one you more want time. Carson Wentz, you can have him. I like Jonathan Taylor, most underrated college back of all time. So you'd rather have Bengals to miss the playoffs at minus two fifty than Browns to make it. Real quick, they have not beat a team over five hundred. They've beaten Detroit, Jacksonville, Minnesota, who's at five hundred, and and they've beaten the Steelers. Only one thing worries me about what I'm saying, and that's Zach Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar Chase to win Offensive Rookie of the Year plus three dollars, or Micah Parsons to win Defensive Rookie of the Year plus three dollars. I'll go with Micah Parsons because Dallas has had a big turnaround defensively this year. This was a team giving up thirty points a game last season, and the Cowboys are obviously going to get a lot of pub. They're America's team. Here's the other problem with the Jamar Chase bet: Mac Jones is still having a very good year, and we saw last year when Justin Herbert won Rookie Offensive Rookie of the Year when it probably should have been Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he had and, a bad game in Carolina too. Justin yeah. Jefferson, he really did. And uh, to me, when he didn't win it last year, I thought it'd be very difficult for a wide receiver to win it. Chase has had a terrific season, but I think it's got to be now uh, Mac Jones there. Derrick Henry to win Offensive Player of the Year at plus four dollars, or Miles Garrett to win Defensive Player of the Year at plus four fifty. Oh no, yeah. Derrick Henry, the king. I mean, look at this guy, six games. Games, over 750 yards. When did this guy yards. become the king now? Everything is king, Henry, king, Henry, king. No, you, you know the what? The last I, king I knew was Harley Race. I, I'm glad you brought this up because Derrick Henry, to me, has had a career that's very parallel to Emmett Smith. If you recall, Pen- Emmett Smith was the National Player of the Year at Escambia High School in Pensacola. He was unbelievable. Goes to Florida, has a terrific career, becomes the NFL's all-time leading rusher. When Derrick Henry was at Uly, Florida, set the national record for rushing in high school, goes to Alabama, wins a Heisman Trophy, and now he's the best running back in the NFL Looks like he's going to win his third consecutive rushing title. I mean, very similar career paths when you think about it, how dominant both of these Florida guys have been. Except for three Super Bowl rings. Hold on a second there, jokester. Parallel careers. This is offensive. What's offensive? The Dallas Cowboys. Darren Woodson will and should be in the Hall of Fame. Charles Haley's a Hall of Famer. Look at the players. When Emmitt held out, they went 0-2 those first two games. When Emmitt held out. I agree. (laughs) Give Eugene Parker the greatest holdout of all time. But real quick, they had that offensive line. When you look at Eric Williams on that left side there and Larry Allen, who many would say was... Listen, all, I thought this was the best team of my lifetime, the, the Cowboys of the early 90s. And I can't yeah, argue with that. So good. They were so good on both sides of the ball. How many Hall of Famers are they going to have off that team? Probably six or seven. Yeah. The Rams to win the West at plus 150, the NFC West at plus 150, or the Chargers to win the AFC West at plus 130. The Rams at 150 and the Chargers to win the West at 130. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Rams. Close, yeah. Rams. I agree with you there, too. The Rams to win the NFC at plus $4 or the Cardinals to win the NFC at plus 450 The Rams, and here's why. Have you looked at this Rams schedule? They have the oh, Lions, the Texans the next two yeah. weeks. They they just got taken done taking care of the uh, Giants. I think they're going to be 9-1 and one before they, they get tested. Again. And then they've got their Jaguars here, here coming it's up. up on okay, the here we go. For those who are watching uh, on vcid.com. First, the Lions at home, at the Texans, Tennessee at home. At San Francisco, they have a bye. How about how great is this? You get a bye week when you go into Lambeau. Yeah. Then you come back, you have the Jaguars at home. Could at, be nine and one heading to Lambeau week twelve. Absolutely. Worst case scenario going into week thirteen, they're nine and what's the tougher game? Titans at home or 49ers on the road? San Francisco on the road, division yeah. opponent. If Trey Lance is the quarterback, it doesn't make a difference okay. to me. All right. The Packers to win the Super Bowl at twelve to one or the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl at fourteen to one. I would rather have the Packers. The Bills to win the AFC at plus 250 or the Bucks to win the NFC at plus 275? God, he comes up with great questions. Um, I'm, well, look, I have the Rams, so I'm going to say that. But I also think Buffalo right now, even though they're sitting technically in fourth, I would have to make the argument they're probably the best team in the AFC. And both of these are plus 450 for MVP. Would you rather have Dak or Kyler? Oh, Kyler. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, the one thing, a friend of mine criticized me on Sunday. He goes, Dak's not a top five quarterback. He goes, when have you ever seen Tom Brady fumble at the goal line? He goes, look at the lack of accuracy on certain throws. That's the one thing I would point to. Kyler Murray, I think people forget how quick he is. His ability, his quickness to keep plays alive and just scramble away from uh, defensive players really makes a difference on this guy. But Dak has played well. I, I do think, though, when you look at the receiving core outside of DeAndre Hopkins, Cowboys have a better, uh, obviously, offense, in my opinion. When you look at the town around Dak. Okay, we got through a, a portion of the college games yesterday. Let's continue on here. What used to be a big game, USC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is laying seven with a total of 58 of all. Is seven wild or right? Uh, this is 
Who knows what to make right. of this USC I, yeah, team? I, I, I have I no know. idea. I mean, I'm not looking to bet this one. Notre Dame, we know they're challenged offensively. They got off, they're off a bye. Yeah. USC is off a bye, yeah. too. Yeah, they're both off the bye here. I don't know. Last time I looked up, USC was giving up a touchdown to Utah every time they had the ball. I, but I can say that about Arizona State as well. <laughs> exactly right. Charlie Brewer leaving might have been the best thing that happened to that program. It was, but I've never seen a player quit after one half. Yeah. Will Utah represent the South in the Pac-12 championship game? I'm not convinced yet. No, I think no. UCLA is still very much alive. Maryland goes to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, despite, despite <laughs> minus two in the turnover war, somehow beat Scott Frost and the boys from Lincoln. Minnesota, minus five, total 54 and a half. Is five wilder right them all? No, it's right. Actually, before we put up this number, <laughs> I pointed to you. I said four on yeah. this one, and uh, five, I think, is correct. Uh, Minnesota's tough at home. The, you know, I, I like their style of play, considering they don't have some of the athletes that these other teams have. I like Maryland here at the, uh, excuse me, Minnesota at the five spot. Colorado off their uh, shutout of Arizona uh, goes to Berkeley to take on Cal, who gave Utah a run for their money in Eugene Friday night. Cal is eight and a half with a total of 43. Eight and a half wilder, right? It's a little bit wild for me, but I thought the line would be seven. So I'm not surprised by this one. I think Garbers and company were effective. They come up about a yard and a half short against Oregon. Thought they should have won that game. That was, it took like 30 minutes to play that goal line. Like, what <laughs> it was really going did. on there? I mean, it really did. And I, I tell you what, I would have loved to have seen them score because they were going to go for two. They were going to go for yeah. two. You knew that. Yeah. There was no, there was no doubt they weren't. It's, it's interesting. I was trying to figure out, do I need Oregon to win this game just to benefit Ohio State here? But yeah. I, I just have this thing on certain, and I don't have any disdain for Oregon. But I was just pulling for Cal in that game. Some more Oregon money coming in. That game opened one UCLA up to two and a half, back down to one and a half. Oregon seems to play to the level of their competition, but you still lean UCLA in that spot? I do, as long as Anthony Brown's under center. All right, coming up next, Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NBA season tips off today, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Bon Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. And at this time, we're very pleased to have Doug Kide uh, coming up momentarily on the show here. I'm interested to ask Doug about which teams are looking to make moves here before the trade deadline, Amal. What do you think this is, baseball or the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the hot stove. Yeah, it's the hot. When in ba- look, in baseball, we start counting down in mid-June. You know, hey, this guy's potentially on the move. You know, going into the season, Baltimore's not going to be in contention. They may have one arm that might be decent. His contract expires. Let's make a move for that guy. You know all these players that are generally going to be available. In football, you might get a player. Oh, by the way, so-and-so was traded for a sixth-round pick. All right, while we're efforting, Doug, let's continue with Wilder Wright. Beautiful. Big matchup in Mountain West. The undefeated San Diego State travels to the mountains to take on Air Force, who only has one loss. Air Force impressive victory on the blue turf at Boise. I had them plus the four. They won the game outright. We all watched that San Diego State masterpiece at San Jose (laughs) on Friday night that went to overtime at 6-6. Air Force lane four to undefeated San Diego State with a total of 40-and-a-half. Is four wild to write them all? Uh, Boy, that's a little bit wild to me. I think it's too high. Yeah, I think it's too high. I think is the 40 and a half too high? No. Have you seen the San Diego State offense? Nobody, said, it, nobody else has. Is it too high? Well, I, I thought you were talking about the spread. No, I'm talking about the total. Yeah, the total is too high. Yeah. Uh, because we this, know how Air Force is going to run the triple option. Yeah. And then, of course, you look at the San Diego State team. They're not necessarily going to be moving the football effectively uh, with that offense. All right. At this time, we do have Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus joining us. Good afternoon, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Great. It's going absolutely great. I want to talk about a comment that Dan Campbell made after the loss to Cincinnati about his quarterback, Jared Goff, where he said, we really haven't had the ability to evaluate him yet, but he has to step up more. Two questions. Do you think the time that he played for the Rams might have been an indicator of the worth of Jared Goff? And two, 
By saying step up more, that means he's already step up. Do you agree with Dan Campbell's statement? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the Lions should have known what they had in Jared Goff when they made that trade. And simply the fact that, you know, he was a throw into that trade at best. If anything, the Lions got more value in the trade for Matthew Stafford by taking on Jared Goff. That should have told Detroit what they were getting in Jared Goff. I, I do think to some degree it, it's unfair to completely evaluate Jared Goff's tenure in Detroit because of the wide receivers that are around him. I don't think there was a single wide receiver on the field on Sunday that would start for any other of the 32 NFL teams around the league. Uh, that being said, they do have you know, decent depth at running back and tight end. But I don't know. I mean, I guess Jared Goff has to step up more, but I'm not sure if he can based on what we saw in L.A. I do think that he played better with the Rams than he has with the Lions so far. But that was with much better weapons. That was with Cooper Cup. That was with Robert Woods. That was with you know, Todd Gurley when he was healthy. And the Lions just don't have those types of weapons right now. So I don't know. I think it's, it's fair for Dan Campbell to make those comments. But you have to set expectations pretty low for Jared Goff based on what he did with the Rams and what the Lions have on their offense. Doug, Arizona's at 6-0, been very impressive. I thought they've had the best win of the season so far, winning in Los Angeles in dominant fashion. They were fairly dominant against the Browns as well, but the Browns are banged up. Is this team for real, and are they a legitimate threat now to get to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl, or do you believe at some point in time they fall back? I think they might fall back a little bit, but you know, at 6-0, it's natural to fall back a, sure. a little bit at this point, simply because they are undefeated. But no, I agree with you. I thought that Sunday's win was really impressive. Just the fact that they were able to do it without Cliff Kingsbury, really. And, you know, without that offensive play caller, without that head coach, the Arizona really had to rely completely on their talent, the talent on their roster. And so that was a, a good display of what Arizona is working with at this point, with Kyler Murray, with all of those offensive weapons. Now they're getting Zach Ertz thrown in there as well. I know that Zach Ertz has, has taken a couple of steps back from his heyday with the, with the Eagles, but he's a better tight end than anyone else that they have on the roster, and that just adds a little bit more offensive firepower to what Arizona was already dealing with. Doug, I want to ask you about a couple of kickers. Um, do you think that Minnesota is going to stand pat with Greg Joseph and the Chargers are going to stand pat with Tristan Viscano. Greg Joseph has now missed three kicks to win games, one in, in, in Arizona. And then both the kicks in the fourth quarter would have won that game that he missed in Carolina. And Tristan Viscano, I mean, his extra point attempt in Baltimore is still drifting right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's always possible that teams kind of shift around and see what else is out there at kicker. Uh, one guy who just became available today was Josh Lambeau. I know that he was dealing with some some personal issues in Jacksonville and that they wound up finding a, a better option for them there who hit, you know, 250 plus yarders and Matthew Wright. But I think that Lambeau is a guy that, you know, it, it just kickers are so unpredictable. You look at New England right now and they've been, you know, running with Nick Folk for three years now. Nick Folk was completely out of the league. So sometimes these guys just need some new scenery around them. Uh, they need to land with a new team and then they can become different players. So I, I certainly would not be surprised if either team did uh, look elsewhere, at least send a kicker to the practice squad or, you know, call up a kicker from the practice squad to, to see how else they can get help there at that kicker position. But it, it's tough. It, it's tough when you're kind of dealing on that, that kicker Rolodex and actually find that, that permanent option. We're talking with Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. Amal? Yeah, Doug, you look at this weekend, a critical matchup between Kansas City and the Tennessee Titans, and KC is at Tennessee. Could be a factor in terms of the AFC head-to-heads as we get down the stretch. But more importantly for Kansas City, where do you see this team? I know they had against a win against Washington, who's just not what uh, you know I anticipated coming into the season. Are the Chiefs going to be a legitimate contender in the AFC West, or are they going to be a team that's going to be holding off for dear life to get into the postseason, in your opinion? I think that they will be contenders just because of, of who they still have on offense, just because they've got that that trio of Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. But I do think that it's a weaker roster than we've seen in Kansas City for a few years now. They still have not addressed that really second wide receiver spot after Tyreek Hill. I know that they've got McCole Hardman. I know that they signed Josh Gordon. But they just really still need that those other contenders consistent weapons at wide receiver uh, and at tight end beyond Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And their defense is just really struggling right now as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were buyers at the trade deadline, if they maybe even try to sign a veteran off a team's practice squad 
just to help on their defensive line a little bit uh, because that's where they're really struggling. At defensive tackle, at the edge, uh, they're a little bit better in the secondary and at linebacker, but they're just having a really hard time stopping the run and teams are really able to move freely against them. And there's only so much as we've, as we've seen and as has been proven this season that Patrick Mahomes and the offense can do. Doug, the Cleveland Browns find themselves at 3-3 three and three after losses to the Chargers uh, and the Arizona Cardinals. In both those games, they got gashed defensively. Cleveland has a strong running game, an arguably above-average quarterback. The problem seems to be on the defensive side of the ball. What moves can the Browns make to shore up that defense? They're another team, you know, it wouldn't be surprising if they were a team that was in on Whitney Merciless. I think that it's probably most likely uh, that the Chiefs land Merciless, uh, but the Browns are another team that could use some help on their defensive front. The Chargers are another team that could use some help on their defensive front, but it, it could be a tough few weeks here for the Browns as well, because as you said, you know, probably have an above average quarterback, but now Baker Mayfield is dealing with an even worse left shoulder injury. He said that, you know, it, it was a completely torn labrum that was suffered in week two, uh, but now it feels even more different. Now it feels even worse. And now also, obviously, they're dealing without Nick Chubb. He's been ruled out for this week. Uh, without Kareem Hunt, he was placed on injured reserve. So that strong running game that they have, now they're relying on Dearness Johnson, John Kelly, a rookie, and Demetric Felton, who's actually played wide receiver almost as much as he's played running back. So, you know, the biggest strength of that team has now been significantly weakened so they could, have a, they could have a tough road to hoe here in the next few weeks. Doug, we have about a minute left. The Dallas Cowboys off to a fast start at 5-1. and one. The defense has played far better than they did last year. But if you look at their last four games, they've played Jalen Hurts. They've played Sam Darnold, of course, the Giants and Daniel Jones, and then Mac Jones this past weekend. Mac Jones looks like he's going to be a very good quarterback, especially as the years progress. But is Dallas as good as maybe we're anointing them to be, or they've been benefactors of playing weak offenses at this point in time? I think that it's it's a little bit of the latter there, that I'm still not completely convinced uh, that the Cowboys defense is legit. I do think that they've got some very impressive playmakers on that defense. So Randy Gregory was basically the best defensive player in the NFL this last week. I know that the Patriots have some issues on their offensive line, but Randy Gregory was beating guys so fast at the quarterback that it might not have mattered who was blocking for him. Uh, obviously, they've got Trayvon Diggs as well, leads the NFL in interceptions with seven. Uh, he's been really impressive so far, even though he's kind of a, he runs hot and cold out there. Sometimes he'll give up the touchdown, sometimes he'll have the pick. Uh, but Micah Parsons is another player who could really improve as the season goes along since he's a rookie. So I do think that defense, it might not be as good as we're announcing them already, but I do think that they have a chance to improve as the season goes along here as well. Thanks to Doug Kide. You can find him on Twitter at Doug Kide. That's K-Y-E-D. Great info, Doug. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. When we come back, we'll have the playbook, and I'm all out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. BetRivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with $1,000 given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9. With a Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Nice call yesterday with the Red Sox. No doubt about it. I was on the over, and it's always nice to see a team get eight early when you're in that spot. Yeah, it's uh, it was... This thing was done and dusted quickly. And by the way, how about this? Three grand slams in, ele- three, yeah. in, in what, 10 innings? Right. I mean, this offense has been absolutely electric, and they're going to get granky today. You know what? I didn't take this game. Um, I don't know. I, I just I gave Granky a little bit more credit for the name going up against Nick Pavetta here, but it's hard to go against the Red Sox the way the offense is playing. This will be another bullpen game. I will be shocked if either of these guys gets 12 outs. Seriously. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Rodriguez was a different case last night, right? You could have made the argument. He, he might be the best starting pitcher in the series now that McCullers is out. Yeah, that's not really saying a whole hell of a lot. But, you know, he made a good point to me yesterday when he texted, how did you make the Astros the favorite when they had McCullers out? Where were they going to get their other four wins from? No clue. Not that they can't because no. they can hit the ball. It's just tough when every game's a bullpen game. All right, I've got a couple soccer plays today. These are all one-unit plays. Porto, AC, Milan. Porto has played, even though they've struggled a little bit in the Portuguese league, still played a defensive style here in Champions League. Under two and a half, uh, minus 110. And then Shakhtar Donix, listen, it's very hard to score in Kiev, as the, the listeners that follow the money know. Real Madrid, off their loss to uh, Tiraspol, right? Uh, Sheriff, who's in, who's in action today in Italy as well. Um, Real Madrid, who hasn't been scoring much this year in this season. Under two and a half in Kiev, plus 105. And then let's get into the baseball. What a pitching matchup in, in L.A. this afternoon. Can't wait. Right? Number one for the Braves, Morton. Bueller, arguably a top two or three in the Cy Young balloting. We'll see this year. I think this number's too high. Bueller's minus 190. Get back 160 on Morton. I took Morton for pl- first five plus 145. I, I like your play here. The reason why I didn't take the Braves in this game yep. was because I just thought if the Dodgers are ever going to show up, this has got to be the game. This is a critical game down 2-0 uh, at this point in time. But I'm with you. The price is extremely high based on the fact that Charlie Morton and what he can do. I, I don't know if the Dodgers are justified at this point in time. But remember, the series has been extremely close. It's not like the Braves have been winning oh. the way the Red Sox have against the Astros. If this game was in Atlanta, what would the price be? Probably Dodgers 120. Yeah, 125 maybe. Yeah. I just, I'll just i take the 145. Here's the thing about Morton, though. When Morton goes, he goes. So, I mean, it, when he goes bad, it's quick. You've got to be watching the game if you, if you need to get off of a bet. Hopefully you're ahead at that point. Davey Roberts has announced his starting rotation now for the rest of the series. Tomorrow he's going to start Urias, even though he pitched him in yeah. the eighth inning. They're going to go with a bullpen game in game five to give um, Scherzer extra rest. And then if they get to Atlanta, if they get to Atlanta, it'll be Scherzer in six and Bueller in seven. Uh, Scherzer in six. So today is Tuesday. We're talking about Saturday. Yes. That's not bad. That's good. He'll be rested. He'll be ready Remember to go. Scherzer, they said to you, were you upset about being pulled? He said, no, my arm was sore. You know the only problem I have with Scherzer pitching in Atlanta instead of Game 5 in yeah. Los Angeles? Scherzer's prone to the long ball. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be seeing balls going to the chop house. Yeah. I mean, because when you look at that, that stadium, you can yeah. hit the ball. And we saw Jock Peterson. Jock Tober's hitting it off of anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, yeah. By the way, how good does he feel? Because remember, the uh, Dodgers, Dodgers moved on from him. Yeah, but he, he, was, he didn't, you know. I don't disagree. He but was these so guys, feast or famine. He didn't put the ball in play. I mean, it was home run or strikeout every time. You're being kind when you say feast. Yeah. Um, overall, in these series right now, series price, Red Sox are minus $2. 
Braves are minus 190. You have any leans anywhere? You can get back 160 on the Dodgers. You can get back 170 on the Astros. I took the Braves at minus 160, actually, when the price was there yeah. after game two. Uh, you and I talked about this yeah. before we came on here yesterday. I thought it was a great price. I said, hey, look, the Braves have to win two out of five games. The Dodgers have to win four out of five. Now, this is a team that's very capable of doing that 106 during the regular season. However, sometimes in the postseason, I, I think Derek Jeter's comment many years ago about what the postseason is, is still holds true to this day. He goes, the best team doesn't necessarily win the World Series. He goes, it's the hottest team. And right now, Atlanta is playing extremely well. The pitching is there, and the offense is able to deliver in clutch spots. Okay, I want to give a quick Survivor update since week six is completed. We'll talk more about Survivor. I think this week there's a lot of choices, obviously a lot of big favorites. Four, three double-digit favorites in Green Bay's nine and a half. Then you got a couple others, uh, Baltimore, New England, hovering around a touchdown. So 19 Broncos went out. Then the next biggest knockout was 10 that didn't make a pick. Seven Dolphins, four Browns, two Bills last night. 1.6% of the field out. Yeah, I tell you, I was shocked by this. First of all, the 10 no picks was just a bonus. Uh, <laughs> but then you look at the other ones. I think there was a total of 43 that were knocked out in this thing. Or excuse me, four, uh, 42. Um, so it, it, I'm a little bit surprised we lost this many people this week. I'm like, because I thought there were really only four selections you could make this weekend. The Colts, the Rams, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. I thought those were going to be the four. Uh, I was surprised to see some of the people taking some of the picks that they did. But, hey, listen, that's what makes yeah. this thing interesting. They took them, but in very small numbers. So uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get back to Wilder Wright with college football. I was impressed with NC State at Chestnut Hill. I know it was a driving rainstorm and BC stayed in it for a half, but NC State really took control of the second half of the game, and I thought they did well offensively. Now, NC State and Dave Dorn's team travel south to Miami to play <laughs> – who I think is lame duck Manny Diaz, although they haven't made it official yet. NC State, Amal, lane three on the road, total 51 and a half. Is three wilder right? You know, I thought about this line because I had looked at this one. And I was trying, initially my reaction was, oh, this is wild. I thought NC State should be a bigger favorite. This is the same number we saw at Chestnut Hill. But, you know, Miami really competed, and they should have been dominated. I don't know if you saw that North Carolina game on Saturday. I just saw moments of it. I saw a lot of scoring. North Carolina was up, I think, about 10 points in the first half, and I said, they should be up by 21. Uh, Miami threw a pick six. Miami couldn't do much. Or, or excuse me, uh, Carolina threw a pick six. But they somehow hung around and had a chance to tie the game later, take the lead. But I think this number is correct. Miami with Van Dyke under center has not been bad. They've competed. I'm not a believer in NC State, so I think this number is accurate. Um, East Carolina goes to Houston. Houston this year under Hogersfield has had a very good defensive team. Uh uh, the best in that in that conference, one could argue. ECU two and zero against the spread is a double digit dog this year. Houston's laying double digits, twelve and a half and fifty eight. Is twelve and a half wild to write them all? What are we using? One, one and a half. What's I would use one and a half at this number. Then I think it's right. Uh, oh, you think it's, it should be fourteen, in my really? opinion. I think Houston offensively is just better. Clayton Tune and company I think they'll be able to move the ball effectively. But East Carolina has been far better than they've been in the last several years. This could be a competitive game. Uh, but I still think Houston at home should be a 14-point favorite. Mississippi State got thumped at home by Alabama. Vanderbilt wins on the road at South Carolina in a big upset. I hit that under. That was one of the plays I had this week. Um, Mississippi State's lane three touchdowns, minus 21 with a total of 51. Is that wild or right? Hey, li uh, it opened 23. Listen, Chris Broussard, South Carolina won. <laughs> listen, South Carolina won that game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. They went on the last play of the game, 21-20 there. But uh, in terms of this line, I, I think it's a little bit high. Uh, you know, Vandy competed with South Carolina. They're 2-5 and five now. Um, I, I think this number is correct at this point in time here. But, uh, a little bit high. I'm sorry. 17 and a half. I think, it's, I think it's high. Yeah, so I'm saying it, it should be 17 and a half. I so made wild. a mistake in my statement. It opened yeah, uh, 23, um, down now to uh, 20 and a half, actually, not even off the 21. Uh, yeah, that was a heartbreaking loss. I, I stand correct. That was a heartbreaking loss for Vandy, who had taken the lead in that game and then let them it let South Carolina come down the field there late. Well, maybe you're a Kentucky fan and you're recalling the Bluegrass Miracle <laughs> and just forgetting the last play of the game. My Cincinnati Bearcats yes. take on the Naval Academy. Woo. Stormy's going to be at that game, surprisingly. to her to go into the well, East. Please week. tell me it's in Annapolis. Yeah, I, I, yeah of course. A beautiful, right. beautiful campus there. Cincinnati, almost a four-touchdown favorite, just a little shy. 27.5, total 48.5 of all. Wilder right, 27.5. That's a little bit high for me. Maybe 24.5, maybe 25, but, man, this is a big number, Mike. I, I, I just don't want to lay this one. I'd have to take a shot with the Naval Academy here in this matchup. But, 
You know what? I, looking back on it, these two teams met a few years ago. Cincinnati won that game 42 nothing. Uh, you know, it's hard. See, here's the problem. The Naval Academy, they got four downs. They execute. They get a score or two. It becomes difficult because the game is shortened. Just like Army with Wisconsin. Absolutely. But Cincinnati, they know they've got to be impressive I'm in these telling games. You, I'm telling you, they have the score in their mind. You saw they kept playing hard against uh, C- Central Florida there this weekend. They kept scoring in the fourth quarter. Look. Instead of Cincinnati worrying about running up the score, they should just pay attention to what's going on in the Big 12. Oklahoma State continues to win. They got problems. That's true. Uh, I want to I want to talk about UNLV. UNLV led the whole game. I know. The whole <laughs> game against Utah State. Alas, still no victory for Marcus Arroyo. Now San Jose State off the overtime loss at home to San Diego State. Comes a calling. San Jose State is 5. 46 and a half. I'm all. It's 5, Wilder Wright. Uh, I think. This number should be six or seven. I think yeah, the Spartans I'll are, lay the five. Yeah, I will too here. I think the Spartans are a better team than they're getting credit for. We know Starko's been out of the lineup for the San Jose State team, but you know what? That was a game against, uh, against I, I San Diego State this year. And they were going to win shot. that game. So was I. The whole I thought they were going to win the game. On. Yeah. All right, good luck with all your bets tonight. Start of the NBA season. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.